If your team got guaranteed money, tell them call me. Whoop. Make me say my, my, my. I done been around the world. Yeah, I was made for this. Player Performance with J.A. Cavalier. Welcome back to another episode of Player Performance. I am J.A. Cavalier. We're going to get into NFL Week 6 just a second. First, let's recap Week 5 with Tessa Hall. Back it up. One more time. All right, let's see that again. NFL Week 5 Recap London fans were treated to a toilet fest between the Jets and the Falcons and more Zach Wilson interceptions. At age 90, Tom Brady is likely the MVP candidate after a five-touchdown performance and 400 yards versus the Dolphins. The Saints in Washington waited until the fourth for a track meet that the Saints ended up winning. The Sam Darnold we all love and know was back this week with three picks and a loss versus the Eagles. The Bears took all the Raiders' chips and got a much-needed win with Justin Fields. Kickers wanted. The Packers and Bengals had a field goal contest, and the Packers finally won. The Vikings and Lions competed to break each other's hearts, and Dan Campbell's tears were the ones that flowed by the day's end. Dak Prescott is on fire, and the Cowboys look legit after sending Danny Dimes back to Duke on Sunday. L.A. broke Seattle, and Russ's fingers in a tight Thursday night game. Someone make sure this is right. The Cardinals are the only undefeated team in the NFL? How? The Patriots trailed all game, but then Davis Mills handed it away, and the Pats escaped with a win. The Steelers and old man Ben needed some home field juice to grab a win against the Broncos. The Browns and Chargers played in the game of the year, but Justin Herbert proved why he is the best young QB in the game. The Jags couldn't grind out a win after the Titans danced them off their home field. Is Pat Mahomes broken? A couple of picks and another loss, and the Chiefs are getting used to the bottom of the AFC West. The Ravens were dead in the dirt until a questionable call sparked them back to life to beat the Colts. That's your NFL Week 5 recap. We, of course, cashed in on Monday night with an all-in max on the Indianapolis Colts plus the 7.5, all-in max on the over the posted total, all-in max two-team parlay, Colts and the over. Perfect on Monday night size this year. I've lost one total on Monday nights all season long. On this show last week, 5-3, and three, all picks and leans. This is how we got there. Falcons laying 3.5. The total is set at 44. We are going over the posted total of 44. The Buccaneers are laying 10 and a half. The total is set at 47 and a half. I really don't understand this line at all. I'm gonna lean Dolphins plus the 10 and a half here. Titans are laying four. The total is set at 48 and a half. This week, this line in this spot, the number is really soft. Jacksonville has no shot in this game. Best bet on the show this week, take the Tennessee Titans, lay the four. Panthers are laying four. The total is set at 45, but not me. I am actually going under the posted total in this spot. Under 45 in this spot. Packers are laying three. The total is set at 49 and a half. I'm going to pass on this game, and I'm going to shift my focus to a prop bet. Joe Burrow over 245 yards passing. Arizona laying five and a half. The total here is set at 50. I'm not going to call San Francisco outright. I will say take the five and a half. Raiders laying five and a half. Total set at 45 and a half. Vegas wins this game by a touchdown or better. I love the Raiders in this spot. The Cowboys are laying seven. Total set at 52. Dallas is 6-3-1 against the spread their last 10 between these two teams. I will lay the seven and I will roll with the Cowboys in this spot. So another winning week on player performance, 
five and three all picks and leans best bet of course cashed again derrick henry and company ran all over the jacksonville jaguars we had on the show our best bet the tennessee titans laying the four and a half we of course crushed that on this show five and oh best bets all season long one losing week history of this show we've had one losing week well let's carry that momentum here into nfl week six we are locked we are loaded we are ready to roll jump on the money train it's about to pull out right into nfl week six packers versus bears the Packers are laying four and a half. The total here is set at 45. So we all watched something last week that I'm pretty confident in saying we're never going to see that again. Five missed field goals in the final two minutes and in overtime. But see, this game isn't going to come down to last minute field goal. So let's lock this in right now. Best bet for the show, the Green Bay Packers lay the four and a half. I'm not buying into the Chicago Bears just yet, even after back-to-back wins. Remember, those wins came over the Detroit Lions, who have more heart than talent, and the Raiders, who we're going to touch on later in this show. Green Bay should cover this four and a half handily. For me, it's about matchups. The history in this matchup, incredibly lopsided. Packers have beaten Chicago nine of last ten. Aaron Rodgers' lifetime record, 20-5 and against the Bears. In those 25 games... Over 6,000 passing yards, 55 touchdowns, just 10 interceptions. See, those are MVP numbers against just one team. It's hard to find better numbers for any player against any particular team. Last week, we were worried about Joe Burrow picking apart the Packers secondary without Jair Alexander, which, of course, Joe Burrow did. We cashed the Burrow over 245 yards passing prop bet, but I don't fear the wideouts from Chicago nearly as much as I did Higgins, Boyd, and Chase. In fact, the Packers actually match up well with what the Bears want to do. Run the ball, misdirection, RPO. And Rodgers wasn't the issue last week. 344 yards passing, two touchdowns. This line opened to three and a half. It's already moved to four and a half. I still think four and a half is incredibly soft. This is one of those rare occasions that you're going to find most sharp and public money moving synchronized. Despite popular opinion, no one just blindly fades the public. We're all going to cash this ticket this week together, take the Packers, lay the four and a half, I'm fine with this number jumping up to even six. Love the Packers in this spot. Best bet, Packers laying four and a half. Vikings versus Panthers. Carolina's laying one and a half. The total here is set at 46. So I jumped on this early and caught a much better number. I also posted it on most outlets for free. I went under the 46 in this game. The Panthers dominated Philadelphia last week. They just couldn't put the Eagles away. It was Sam Donald's inability to finish drives and score points. Eventually, they blew that lead, lost the game, blocked punt. But make no mistake about it, Sam Donald cost Carolina that game. He turned the ball over three times, 16 incompletions, less than 200 yards passing. And I like the matchup for both defenses in this spot. Since the second half of the Cowboys game, Sam Donald reverted back to his atrocious decision. Killed him in New York. Now it's costing him in Carolina. Without Christian McCaffrey to lean on, he can't beat a legit defense. And make no mistake about it, Minnesota has a legit defense. 14th against the pass, 9th in scoring. The Vikings also struggle to score points. Total points, two teams combined last two weeks for the Vikings, 21 and 36 points. Carolina's defense is easily top five, third in scoring, first against the pass, third against the run. With Dalvin Cook, without Dalvin Cook, it's not going to matter. This game is never going to threaten the total. Let's go under the posted total of 46. 
J.A. Cavaliers Pro Football Triple Crown. Three NFL games for this Sunday. Three straight, three two-team parlays, one week, $99. His Pro Football Triple Crown must go 3-0 or the entire NFL season is free. J.A. Cavaliers Pro Football Triple Crown. Link in the description below. Click the link now and jump on the money train. Texans versus Colts. Colts are laying nine and a half. The total here is set at 43. Now, everyone knows I don't like laying double digits in the NFL. And yeah, nine and a half is kind of considered double digits. They would have to win by 10 to cover. Therefore, it's doubled a double digit spread. Still, I have to lean Colts in this spot. We had the Colts plus seven and a half and over the posted total on Monday. Cashed on both of those. We also hit the parlay Colts and the over. Everyone seems down on the Colts after blowing the lead Monday night. I'm actually encouraged by what I've seen. They completely dominated the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. And I argue it was coaching, play calling, poor clock management that cost Indianapolis that game. They were pretty much able to do anything they wanted to on the edges, also down the field. So why are you running the ball into an eight-man front? Be aggressive, be, be aggressive. Why are you playing prevent offense when you're one and three? Only up one score against an electric quarterback. Houston also blew a big lead last week. They ended up losing to the Patriots. But for me, that was more a bad team finding a way to lose. The Colts are a way more talented team up and down the roster. Carson Wentz has looked great the last two weeks. Remember, he had no preseason playing with a new team. He's just starting to settle in. And scheduling didn't help either. They had to play the Seahawks, the Rams, the Titans, the Dolphins, and the Ravens. And for the most part, they were competitive in every game. Now Jonathan Taylor is elevating into top five talks. The Texans couldn't tackle a fucking couch. They ranked 26th against the run. They are also in the bottom of most offensive categories. So what do they rank? Like 30th overall on, on offense? Not enough firepower to keep them in this one. I don't see how the Texans keep this close. The playbook for Indianapolis is simple. Run the ball down their throats. Score early. Burn clock. Give me the Colts. Lay the nine and a half. Let's just call this one Indianapolis 34, the Houston Texans 21. Rams versus Giants. The Rams are laying 10 and a half. The total here is set at 47 and a half. So here's another double digit spread. I mean, guys, you either have to lay the points or just pass on the game altogether. 10 and a half is a home dog. It's almost disrespectful in the NFL. But this is the Giants, and more so, it's the Giants without Saquon Barkley or Daniel Jones. Jones and Barkley play this number is much closer to seven, and I would probably lean New York in that spot. Prior to the Jones injury, they were in that game last week against Dallas. But That's not going to be the case here this week. There's no storyline in which Mike Lennon keeps this game close. In the last 11 games that Mike Lennon has appeared in, his team has lost every single game. So just think about that. Mike Lennon takes a snap for your team. You might as well turn off the TV or get up and leave the stadium. It's that bad. And no, that's not the reason I'm fading the Giants in this spot. Okay, that's not the only reason I'm fading the Giants here. See, aside from Barkley and Jones, the entire receiving core is banged up. Galladay, Slayton, Shepard, and now you can add Tony to that list. Daniel Jones' biggest attribute was his mobility. Mike Lennon, not as fleet of foot. Expect Aaron Donald and Leonard Floyd to get to him. I expect them to get home quite a bit in this game. Now, on the other side, the Rams shouldn't struggle moving the ball either. New York has allowed 65 points in the last two weeks. I expect the Rams to hit 30 here. It's a big number, and it's on the road, but LA with 10 days rest, New York banged up, lay the points, 
Take the Rams, lay the ten. And now it's time for Not For Nothing. Not For Nothing. With TV Al. Hello, sports fans. This is TV Al from New York, New York. New York City. Let's talk about my teams. Not for nothing, but John Gruden probably should have made sure his emails weren't going to be stored by the NFL. And not for nothing, maybe he shouldn't even have sent them at all. And not for nothing, but maybe Detroit needs to ditch the dome. Come on. If every opposing kicker can come in there and hit a 50-yard-plus field goal, it's no longer home field advantage. And not for nothing, how does a kicker get paid anymore in this league? If I screwed up three times at work on any given day, come on, they'd fire me. Hey, kickers, do your job and get it through the uprights. And not for nothing, my Giants losing three of their best players. And the Jets, one in four? Not for nothing. Looks like I'll be watching the Knicks and the Rangers this year. Forget about the New York teams and football. Hey, deja vu all over again. The overall thoughts of TVL do not represent player performance. In fact, disregard all of what is said and our apologies in advance. Chiefs versus Washington football team. Chiefs are laying six and a half. The total is set at 55 and a half. So if you flip on ESPN this week, you would think the Chiefs are in the middle of a 10-game losing streak. The Chiefs are not in as bad of shape as everyone's making it out to. Sure, the turnovers are bad. And yes, the defense sucks. But they lost to the Ravens, Chargers, and Bills. Come playoffs, we all know the Chiefs are going to be in the thick of things. Now, I've said all that just to say this. I'm on the over 55 and a half in this game. I don't trust Kansas City, not laying six and a half, not on the road. Both of these offenses are playing well. Neither of these defenses can can stop anyone. And yeah, Kansas City has the second worst turnover margin, but Washington has forced only four turnovers all season. You know what you're going to get from Kansas City. Chiefs are going to do it all through the air. And Washington, they're going to do it all by land. Chiefs are ranked 29th against the run. Forget thinking about Kansas City as the almighty. Just think about them as a team giving and taking a ton of points right now. 55 or more points scored in four or five Chiefs games. The one game that didn't hit 55, it hit 54. That was against the Chargers. I think the Chiefs eke out a dub in this game, but probably much closer than the public would like. Give me the over 55 and a half. Bengals versus Lions. The Bengals are laying three. The total is set at 47 and a half. And I am going under to post a total of 47 and a half. The Bengals missed not one, but two field goals that would have beat the Packers outright last week in Cincinnati. Good news, though. Anyone can hit a game winner in Motor City. The Lions are the only team in NFL history to lose two games in one season by kicks of more than 50 yards. NFL record, of course, to Tucker, and then last week to the Vikings. We pointed out a couple shows back, just not a lot of talent on this Detroit team. Ton of heart, but players win games, and they lack playmakers. They have not scored more than 17 points since week two. You can't put it all on his shoulders, but Jared Goff certainly gets his fair share of the blame 29th in QBR 15th in passing 17th in touchdowns now they have to face the eighth best defense in the league I don't see it getting any easier this week the under is hit in Detroit's last three and despite Joe Burrow and that core of receivers the Bengals also trend to the under five and one last six let's make it six of seven Lions Tigers and unders oh my 
Put him in the fucking bedroom. Get him out of here. Come on. You can't be. Push back kryptonite. Murphy's Law. Anything that can go wrong will go wrong. You're a fucking jinx. Saturday, I have Wake minus the six and a half or seven. Wake scores a TD. The game was tied. They get the TD and the extra point. They go up by seven with three minutes to go in the game. Syracuse fumbles the ball on their next possession, and that was at their own 42. So I have Wake with the ball, 238 remaining. Syracuse has three timeouts. Wake runs the ball up the middle, timeout, up the middle, timeout. So they got one timeout left, third down and eight yards to go. What do they do? They go for the home run. They go for a TD pass. They miss it. No burning of the timeout. Clock stops. So now, great punt. Syracuse gets the ball back with 2.17 to go in the game. One timeout. Prevent defense comes up. They have the ball at their own six-yard line. Wake Forest defense proceeds to allow the quarterback to rush for 39 yards throughout this uh, just debacle that we're going to go through, pushing him out of bounds each time, and then uh, gets pushed out of bounds, and we get a personal foul call 15 yards to add insult to injury. The next thing you know, scores tied. Scores tied, and I'm going. Li- I'm livid. So here we come out for the the, the 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 coin flip. Can I lose one thing? I want to lose the coin flip so we get the ball first. No, we have to win it. We have to win the coin flip. Syracuse kicks a field goal. We proceed to take and go and get the touchdown. Wins by three. I lose because of an inept defense playing prevent defense with two minutes and 17 seconds in the game. Then, need I say any more? You guys all know I'm all over Buffalo Bills. Instead, I switch to the Kansas City Chiefs. And then on Monday, I get blitzed out with the Baltimore Ravens. This week will be a lot better. Big Mike, he's too legit to quit. So I got to listen to that Wake Forest rant live as it was happening. I'm glad we got to share a little of that with you. I had no dog in a fight. I didn't like Wake Forest on the road lane six. None of the numbers actually supported Syracuse taking the points. So it was a clear pass for me. And then on Sunday, he and I debated the Bills-Chiefs game at length uh, at some point about like 4 or 5 o'clock in the afternoon. I'm actually shocked he switched his ticket from the Buffalo Bills to the Kansas City Chiefs. We talked about that game and he said, Jay, is there any play here in which the Kansas City Chiefs covered the spread? And I told him, absolutely not. The Buffalo Bills are not just going to cover the spread. They're going to win this game outright by a couple touchdowns, which of course they ended up doing. Guys, dot your I's, cross your T's, put in the work. Never listen to outside voices when you're comfortable with a selection. We all know how that works. And then on Monday, listen, Mike's a Baltimore guy. It doesn't matter who they're playing. It doesn't matter what the spread is. If the Baltimore Ravens are in uniform, Mike is going to have a ticket that says the Baltimore Ravens. Chargers versus Ravens. Ravens are laying three. The total here is set at 51 and a half. So we have an epic battle between AFC powerhouses. And I'm going to say this. The game itself is part of my pro football triple crown this week. Link in the description below. I just a little shameless plug for the show. I am on the over the posted total in this spot. 51 and a half is a number that I'm comfortable with. Baltimore has reached this total in three or five games this year. Chargers have hit this number in two of their last three. Ravens and Colts scored 25 in the fourth and in overtime last week. LA and Cleveland scored 52 in the fourth quarter alone. A lot of holes on both of these defenses. 
Both defense is susceptible to big plays down the field, which sets up nicely for the third and sixth ranked passing offenses. Perfect storm for an over here. Look, Derek Carr and Carson Wentz had their way with this Baltimore Raven defense. What's Herbert going to do? And Baker Mayfield just torched the Chargers. Now they have to face Lamar. Should be a great game. High scoring. I expect a ton of points in this one. Give me the over 51 and a half. Raiders versus Vikings. Broncos are laying three and a half. The total is set at 44. I mean, so what a disaster, huh? I mean, it's one thing to have your coach fired for on-field performance, but this is a totally different situation. I mean, think about the Raiders just a week ago. The Raiders were in first place, riding high. Since then, coach resigns, two straight losses, one against a really bad team. Now, people can blame the emails, the lack of focus on the emails, but bullshit. These are professional athletes getting paid millions of dollars. I get life's going to throw you curves you still have to go out and perform you can lose on any given sunday i get that but that was just pathetic football what happened last week there's no excuses missed opportunities drop passes and Derek carr look Derek carr had me fooled i was actually defending him i never defend Derek carr shame on me i said he looked different but in his last two games 402 yards two interceptions and the defense isn't getting turnovers they only have three takeaways all season that's third worst in the league this isn't me saying that i love the denver broncos in this spot but really the only play in this spot is the denver broncos and i don't think vegas could set this line high enough if the broncos were laying five laying six you still have to take the broncos in this spot vegas has a million other things to think about and none of them are the denver broncos Broncos this week. Coaches are wondering if their jobs are safe. Players are questioning leadership. See, things like this create massive headaches. Vegas has just covered three of their last 11. Denver is 4-2 ATS their last six. I expect the Raiders to be sloppy. And though the rest of the team may be relieved Gruden's gone, and certainly it's a move that had to be made, Derek Carr loses his safety blanket and he loses his biggest fan. Number four will be the most affected by this. I expect him to struggle here especially against this Denver Bronco defense. Eighth in turnovers. That number's going to jump a couple spots. By the half a point, take the Denver Broncos. Day, week, month, and season packages available on whylose.com. That's the letter Y, L-O-S-E.com. That's right. Something for everyone on whylose.com. That's the letter Y, L-O-S-E.com. And it's not just the NFL. You have college football, Major League Baseball playoffs in full swing, NHL has started, NBA about to start. Shortly after that, you have college basketball. So literally, something for everyone on whylose.com. That's the letter Y, L-O-S-E.com. Guys, remember, be sure to subscribe and like. Appreciation is always appreciated. And pick up the Pro Football Triple Crown this week. Three straight, three two-team parlays, one week, $99, must sweep, or the entire season is free. Link in the description below. I'm J.A. Cavalier. That's our show for this week. For Tessa Hall and Big Mike from the group home, see you guys back here next week. Until then, remember that with your head, not above it. Day, week, month, and season packages available on whylose.com. That's the letter Y, L-O-S-E.com.